So as you know, I spend my summer, a lot of it, in Jerusalem at the Shalom Hartman Institute. Uh, I've been doing so for uh, four years. It was a three-year program. Because of COVID, it became a four-year program. People would say, oh, so how long, what, you know, what's going on with your program? I said, I feel like I'm in year seven of a four-year program. Uh, so we... <laughs> But we graduated this summer, so it was bittersweet that uh, I'm now a senior Hartman fellow, a rabbinic fellow, so whatever that means. So I, um, I'm i missing already my cohort of 27, but uh, also missing being in Jerusalem and knowing what's happening on the ground, being part of that. And part of our graduation was that we were to bring forward a text that we learned together over the four years, one text that moved us. One, one text that we wanted to share with the rest of the group, and we had to teach it to the rest of the group what was meaningful to us about that text. And so I shared a text based on, of course, Deuteronomy 22, 1 through 3. You shall, you shall, if you see your fellow Israelites, ox or sheep gone astray, do not ignore it. You must take it back to your peer. If your fellow Israelite does not live near you or you do not know who the owner is, you shall bring it home and it shall remain with you until your peer claims it. Then you shall return it. You shall do the same with that person's ass. You shall do the same with that person's garment. And so too shall you do with anything that your fellow Israelite loses and you find. You must not be indifferent. So of course that was the text I chose, right? Right? Of course. That text says it ends with, in Hebrew, lo lehit alem. To, to be, alum is to be hidden. Alem, to hide. Lehit alem is reflexive. It's a reflexive Hebrew verb. Lehit alem. You shall not hide yourself. That's how Torah talks about not ignoring something. Don't think you can hide. Because no one else might see you. But that spark within you that knows what's right and knows your responsibility, that connected to all the sparks in the universe that we might call holiness, that sees. The better you sees. You can't, you shouldn't, you shall not hide or ignore what's happening around you. And that means we, if we find something that's lost, we have to try to figure out, is it assumed that the person thinks it's lost or is it something that someone might think might be returned you have to take it home you have to keep it for someone else who's lost it so rabbi nachman of bratzlov this is the text i taught based on these laws of hashevat aveda the return of lost objects this is actually the text i taught and put in the book for my graduation page rabbi nachman of bratzlov writes know that you need to travel to the tzaddik to the learned, righteous person, to search for your Aveda, for what you've lost. For before a person enters the world, they are taught and shown everything they need to do and accomplish in this world. And the minute they enter the world, it is forgotten. And our sages say, Aveda, what's lost? We all can be seen as one who is lost because forgetting is a shade of losing. As our sages say, quick to learn and quick to lose, and we need to go back and reclaim our Aveda, what we have lost. And our Aveda, what's lost to us, is with the tzaddik, the righteous people. 
For the tzaddik searches after their own Avedah until they find it. And after finding it, they go back to reclaim the Avedot, the lost pieces of others, until they find theirs too. Until they find all of the Avedot, all the lost of the whole world. Therefore, you must travel to the tzaddik and you must claim your Avedah. You must return and receive your Aveda, what is lost to you. Why? That might, that might have not made any more sense to you about why I chose that than the text from Deuteronomy. For me, it's because it's this amazing image that Rabbi Nachman Abratzlav brings us from this idea of Hashevat Aveda, the obligation, the commandment to return what is lost to someone. Because what he says is that we all have something that is lost to us. It might be the sense of purpose or meaning in our lives that he, he in the tradition believe we are born just before we're born. We know it, but you can't really be a human being and have a human path if it's all figured out before you even start the journey. We're Jews. We know it's about the journey. And so we all are struggling with what's lost for us. Purpose, meaning, direction, all kinds of losses. And what Rabbi Nachman tells us is that what do you do when you feel lost? What do you do when you don't know? You don't know what to do. You don't know what's next. You don't know what the right thing in the next few weeks is, the next few years, the next few months, whatever you're being called to decide, to lean into, to step away from. That's why we need tzaddikim. That's why we need righteous people, wise people. The tzaddik is a wise teacher, a spiritual mentor, a guide. All of us, thank God, have known these in our lives. We all know that we have to go to those who have found their own purpose, those who have worked on themselves and have figured out meaning for them. Those are the people we turn to when we don't know, when we feel lost, or when something's been lost to us. And Nachman, Rabbi Nachman teaches that the tzaddikim hold them for us. All we have to do is show up and ask. We just have to show up and claim our Avedah. I believe what we do in this room, what we do when we have leaders in our community join us, what I believe we do is we hold each other's avedot. We hold that which is lost, all of us, for someone else. We're told we have to hang on to it until someone comes to claim it. So if someone in this synagogue, you're itching to say something, if it's good and it's true and it's helpful, you don't know that it's not somebody's Avedah. There's a question you've been waiting to ask and it just kind of comes into your mind when you're talking with someone. Ask it. They may be holding your Avedah. There may be something they have that they're ready to say or answer that is an answer to one of your major questions, sometimes questions we don't even know that we have. We all have 
Those that inspire us. Poets, philosophers, musicians, teachers, writers, activists. Who is it for you that you can turn to? That you can turn on? That you can open? And listen for your Aveda. For what might be lost. Or we think is lost. I am always grateful that we have the tradition, our tradition, all of the teaching, all of the commentary, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years of teaching what's been lost. Sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we're all too aware. But Hashibat Aveda, these rules of keeping something because somebody may come and claim it, I believe that's what we do. Because actually in temple times, when you were in Jerusalem for the three pilgrimage festivals, you remember? Three pilgrimage festivals? Yeah? Pesach, Shavuot, and... Thank you. Gold star. Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot. Three times a year, all the Jews, all the Israelites had to show up in Jerusalem. Well, what if you were in Jerusalem and then you got home to Beersheba and you found out you left something really important to you at the campsite? That's why they're always on full moons, by the way, the festivals. There's not enough hotel rooms in Jerusalem for all the Israelites to come. So it has to be on a full moon so we don't run into each other, right? Coming out of our tents. So you left something at the campsite. What do you do? Uh Uh-oh. What you do is you go to the temple when you come back for the next pilgrimage festival. Because if something is found, the rules of Hashavat Aveda say you don't get to keep it. You have to take it somewhere. We have to keep it for the person who may come claim it. So everything that was found was taken to the temple. And if you lost something, you went the next pilgrimage festival and you went to the temple. The temple was the great Israelite lost and found. The greatest lost and found institution of all times. Although when I googled it, I found there is, like, it's like lost and found Yid. So a Jewish lost and found that you can actually record something. Anyway, that's what this still is, I believe. That the temple was a giant lost and found? How gorgeous is that? If you lost something, you go to the temple because if somebody found something, they took it to the temple. That's still what's happening, I believe. We still come here looking for something we can claim. And sometimes we don't even know what it is. That's okay. Sometimes we're very clear. Sometimes we're very aware. Other times we have no idea. So we come to the temple. We come back to the temple searching for what's lost. And if we found something this year, we bring that to the temple too. If we found some joy, something new, some beginning, we bring that here too. This is still the great Jewish lost and found. Rabbi Eli Mobaum writes that we're going to come to soon, Yom Kippur, is at its essence a day of remembering what we have lost. On the day of Yom Kippur, we recognize our own mortality. We'll gather that afternoon to recite Yizkor, our memorial prayers for those we've lost. But in the process of tshuva, which is what this whole season is about, in this process of repentance, we also remember what else we've lost because of human actions, either our own or someone else's. 
This year, we've lost important relationships, opportunities to connect, ability to care well for those around us, peace in our families. We've lost our tempers, our priorities, our sense of obligation. Tshuva, repentance, is our chance to find peace in our loss, to name our unresolved grief at our own actions. And as we come to the confessional on Yom Kippur that is written by the rabbis in the plural on purpose, so nobody has to stand up and confess out loud what they've done, because we've all done it all. Let's be honest. But here this year, I feel like that plural ashamnu is more important than ever because I feel like when we say we've lost our sense of responsibility, we've lost our priorities, we've lost our direction. I, I feel when I turn on the news, when I turn on the news, we have lost our way. Ashamnu, we, it's a collective. There are people ready to serve the collective. We have to help them. But we've lost our commitments. We've lost our way as a community, as a, as a nation. And I'm watching it happen in Israel. I was in Israel. And yes, I was on the street with a flag in Israel with other people who were deeply Zionist and deeply patriotic as we are here for America but we need to lean in to how to figure out how to do this together. Ashamnu. We have lost our way communally, collectively. This is our opportunity. It's a new year for us. This is our opportunity to say, not this year. We're going to do it differently. I don't know how. That's up to Jackie Irwin. <laughs> and Ben Allen. But we have to help them. We have to be active in a loving, supportive, generous, compassionate way to work for justice and equity in our society. In her memoir, Lost and Found, Catherine Schultz writes, Our lives are like an ambiguous lost and found, a treasure trove of curated and unexpected moments alongside empty spaces on the shelves where things are missing. Reb Mimi Feigelson, in her piece, When My Soul Was in the Lost and Found, says, Can we be a spiritual finder for each other? Can we hold on to each other's greatness and promise in those moments when one of us has lost our vision? Can we help each other reclaim that which was dear to our heart and soul? While journeying through the high holidays and cleaning out the rooms of our heart and soul, can we designate one corner as a lost and found for our dear ones so that they can come claim that which they have lost? And can we in love and faith hold on to it for them? The law from Talmud is that you have to hold on to that thing until you can assume the person who lost it is in a state of yeush. If someone's in a state of yeush, you are no longer obligated to keep it and you, I mean, to keep it for them, you can keep it for yourself. What is yeush? Yeush is despair of ever getting it back. 
If I find a book on the street with a name and address and telephone number in it, I have to keep it because the person who lost it can assume they might get it back. It's got their name and address and phone number in it. If someone loses a hundred dollar bill, according to the Talmud, guess what? Too bad. So sad. Because whoever lost it is assumed to be in a state of yeush, of despair, of ever getting it back. Because how are you going to know whose hundred dollar bill that is? What are you going to say? Did somebody lose a hundred dollar bill? So the key for when you have to keep it and when you can keep it for someone and when you can keep it for yourself is whether or not the person is in a state of yeush. So until the person can be assumed to be in yeush, in despair, the thing is actually not lost. It's misplaced. It's not lost until the person despairs of ever getting it back. And then you can have it because it's considered lost. Rabbi Noah Farkas, now president of the Jewish Federation, writes a commentary on Hashivat Aveda, these laws of Hashivat Aveda, and he says, just because it's out of sight doesn't mean that you won't get it back. For something to be truly lost, you have to lose hope. You have to despair over it and give up. Nothing is lost until you let it be. It is only that you must return what is lost, but you cannot allow yourself to view the ox or the sheep as lost. You have to take it home. What begins as an obligation to return a missing animal transforms into an entire worldview. Do not see the world as lost. Jackie Irwin. Skyler. If Ben Allen's here, Ben. Do not see the world as lost. Do not see a world that is only dark. Do not give up. Do not look upon the world, says Rabbi Noah Farkas, and give up. You are not allowed, says Torah, to despair. The Midrash adds, you must surely return what is lost even until the thousandth time. On high holidays when we gather together as a people and wonder, where did my life go? Where did I put all my energy, my anger, my love and worry? Where did my hope go? In that moment, we can look across the room at those whom we love. We can glance at those whom we've wronged. We can look out the window at a world that is yet to be perfected. And finally, we look inside ourselves to find those parts of us that feel broken and lost. We can look, but as the Torah says, do not see what has gone astray. Do not look upon the world with despair. The world is unfolding in front of you and you must not let it be lost. As we gather, he says, at the turning of the year, come back to the community and stake your claim for what is lost. We can all be made good again through tshuva because nothing is lost until you let it be. Nothing is lost until you let it be. You can stake your claim for the future by returning anger with love, loss with hope, worry with gratitude, and most of all, declare that what has been lost can be found again, even until the thousandth time. When I was in Israel, I loved being back there with Hebrew speakers and speaking Hebrew. Of course, you're 
personality changes a little when you speak Hebrew in Israel. It happens. I don't know how, but it just happens. So I was enjoying speaking Hebrew. I get a phone call. Second day I'm there in Hebrew and it's on WhatsApp, which is how I communicated with my cab driver. And so I see that it's the cab driver's phone number. I'm like, wait a minute. He already got me from the airport, right? Like I'm in the mini apartment, right? I know I'm jet lagged, but why is my cab driver calling me? And he says, Zota Rabbanit? This is the rabbi? I said, yeah. And in Hebrew, he tells me he's been calling everyone who's been riding in his cab for the last two days. He says, did you lose something? I said, oh my God, Yes. I lost my favorite travel jacket. I wear it everywhere. It's my jacket from Cabo. It's my favorite. Jeff Rush, thank you. I love that jacket. And I was like, oh no. And I just bought a new pair of gold earrings to travel with and they were easy to sleep in. And like I stuck them in the pocket because I was rushing to get to the airport. All the new gold earrings are in the pocket. I said, yes, I lost a jacket and there's a pair of gold earrings in the pocket. And he said, yes, I have your jacket. And I said, I, I cannot believe you went through all the trouble to call every passenger in your cab for the last two days. He goes, I will come to Jerusalem tomorrow. I will drive to Jerusalem and bring you your lost things. And I'd been wondering, was this text I was using for graduation, was it, could it be a Rosh Hashanah sermon? Is there something there? Is there anything there? <laughs> and I said to him, Thank you so much for going to all this effort. And he said, well, in Hebrew, of course, he says, well, of course. He says, it says in Torah, And I said, what did you just say? He said, it's We must return lost things to each other. And I said, thank you so much for going to all the effort to give me my jacket and my earrings, but most of all, for giving me a Rosh Hashanah sermon only in Israel. Shana Tovah.